0: anyone to listen to her fears what if she did not get married what if her godmother should take her in dislike but her sisters had banded together in the usual mutual envy of her beauty and her mother had called her missish when she had tried to voice some of her doubts her father had merely pointed out that god would protect the innocent leaving poor Annabel to worry the more would he lean down from far above the clouds to protect a young girl during her first season? Surely he had more important things to take care of than mere frivolities. Annabel looked round the shabby, cluttered parlour at her three sisters' tranquillity, sure that life would be the same tomorrow as it was today, and her eyes misted with tears. The wind sighed in the old trees outside, and the grandfather clock in the corner seemed to tick away the seconds faster and faster and faster, carrying her along on its racing heartbeats into the unknown tomorrow. The squire, Mr. Ralston, had kindly offered the use of his ancient and cumbersome travelling carriage and one of his wife's maids as chaperone. That much, at least, was known. But what of the long miles to London? What of London itself? And what of her mysterious godmother? Her detailed measurements and one of her old gowns had been posted to London months ago so that her wardrobe would be ready for her on her arrival. What her mother had written about her, Annabel did not know, but in one of her letters of reply, the dowager marchioness had expressed her relief that the girl was... Not an antidote. The hollow chimes of the clock striking the hour roused Annabel from her troubled thoughts. Her sisters were gathering up their sewing and yawning and stretching. Mrs. Quinnell indicated that it was time for bed, but signaled to Annabel to remain after her sisters had gone upstairs. She then fixed her daughter with her rather protruding stare. This is the last chance I shall have to talk to you for some time, Annabel. she began. I must make sure that you understand the honour that is being done you. You must. It is imperative that you marry well. God has given you the advantage of beauty, and it must be put to use for the benefit of the family. "'You will obey your godmother implicitly, since she has assured me "'if you do exactly as she says, then you will be affianced by the end of the season. "'I trust you have not filled your head with nonsense from romances "'and expect a young and handsome gentleman to fall in love with you? "'That is not the way of the world. "'Often girls of your age are comfortably married to men much older. "'Believe me, love fades when there is no money.' A look of pain passed over the gentle features of the rector. And did your love fade? He asked quietly, but his wife paid him not the smallest attention. Annabel shifted restlessly on her seat. She was used to lectures on her duty and young enough to look upon the task of marrying some man despite his age or manner as simply another kind of household chore but she could not help wondering if her stern mother had ever felt any of the gentler passions. Often when her mother was lecturing her, Annabel's mind slid away onto some more pleasant topic, seeing her mother silently forming the words as if on the other side of a thick pane of glass. As usual, her brain blocked out the words of the lecture. But this time she studied Mrs. Cornell, as if looking at a stranger. A middle-aged woman with a trim figure, she wore her black hair tucked neatly away under a towering cap of starched muslin. Her pale, weak eyes of washed-out blue must once have been as vivid a colour as Annabel's own before long evenings poring over the household accounts had faded them. Her mouth was thin and had a disappointed droop at the corners. She was not at all ill-favoured for her years but her rasping, bullying voice dominated all else. Annabel looked over at her father and caught the look of hurt and distress on his features. He was essaying to speak, to find some loophole in the barrage of words. Father is trying to say something, interrupted Annabel loudly in her clear, gentle voice. Never had any...